she dreamed in color she dreamed. This okay. is just winging it. Eddie Vedder's podcast. Eddie Vedder's podcast. No, but it, we, we would, started in the Eddie middle Vedder of my check. Intro this show. Well, his speaking voice is nothing like his singing voice. Yeah, but right? do it in his singing voice. Welcome to Castle Winging It. That was a little, more, a little more Creed than I don't even know well, the guy's name. Scott but. Stapp, but he, you know, got his whole singing style from. Yeah, no, better. no doubt. No yeah, doubt. welcome to the Grunge Cast. Welcome to the Grunge Cast. We are two dads who like grunge, living in Seattle, but don't know anything about it. I mean, nothing don't substantive. Substantive. I feel like I know a pretty, a pretty decent amount. Fuck you! you. Know, no, you don't. Gr- I know everything about it. Growing up, uh, I was told that the music of Nirvana was cursed. Oh, interesting. Um, by my uncle, uh, who has come up many times in the show, Uncle yeah, Tony. Yeah, yes, Uncle Tony. Yeah. Um, and who was a a pretty big. Uh, and he was a huge music fan, but but he yeah. loved grunge music. Tony he is was... definitely the guy who always wore a black shirt with some band on it, right? Yeah, when he when he was like in high school and college, he did. But his his <laughs> usual well, his Tony. uniform later in life was uh, like button down shirts with suspe- like big suspenders oh, over that's them. Perfect. Which is just it was just like his it was a, he had a, he had a look, you yeah, know, yeah, and he wore it well. Um, but <laughs> but he was like convinced that. Bad events would happen if you listened specifically I to Nirvana. Yeah. But he was like so intoxicated with Kurt Cobain's legacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He thought he I was like it. this incredible genius, and he did a really good Kurt Cobain impression. And he would like talk about Kurt Cobain all the time. But he'd be like afraid that it would come on the radio while he was talking because he was like wow. convinced a plane would crash out of the sky. And that's the power of music, John. That's the power of music. And you know, I was going to try to segue that to parenting, but I have no yeah, fucking. Good idea. luck with that. Um, but I'm John Abdullah. You know, he and, had a child. Uh, That's one. I, uh, he did. He did have a child. Francis Bean. Francis Bean. Yep. Um, I hope Francis Bean, wherever you are, you turned out okay. She listens to the show. She's a model, and uh, I think she's like an influencer, and mm. I think she is doing some writing, and right, she good. seems like she's doing good doing pretty for well for considering you know the she's amount of shit she grew up with. Maybe she lifted the curse in the Uncle, same Uncle way. Tony that the would song agree. "I'm Still Alive." Oh man! So you can tell we have a lot of pent up, you know, stuff to just get talking about because every two weeks now um, we're trying to make this quality rather than um, I was going to say comfort and price, but you know, because that's from what is that Bernie and Phil's? A Bernie Um, and (laughs) Bernie and Phil's (laughs) quality comfort. That's good, Eddie. Better uh, Um, furniture jingle. It didn't even make sense. It's just what popped into my head. But anyway, quality rather than quantity. Right. For now, anyway. For as long as we can do this, right? Um, And, you know, I I think uh, we've got to catch up on some stuff. We did. Although, to be fair, we did see each other three days ago. We we went over to to John and Bethany's place for dinner. We did a a great live episode from it, which (laughs) one of my favorite aspects of that little live check-in is that you can hear in it how fucking chaotic that situation is. I always forget, like, when we bring the kids somewhere where there's other kids, Mm -hmm. like, it is, I am the worst at maintaining a conversation. Like, I feel like every 10 seconds I was like, what? Oh yeah, what? And then there's like a Henry has a knife for some reason. I'm like Henry he riding the ceiling fan at one <laughs> yeah, point. Right. I don't understand why swinging like a monkey. No, yeah. it was it was a great time, but it was crazy, and you it can was, hear that. You can hear it. It was it was it was a lot of fun though, and I was really I felt struck after I almost texted you, but then like most things, it pops into my brain and then escapes immediately. Other than um, grunge music, other than grunge music, uh, I was just I was feeling struck by the fact that we've now known each other for for nine years, right? Um, when we started at Oxfam, almost nine years. And, you know, I can, it feels like just the other day you and Micah were over, uh, our old, you know, condo and it was just the four of us. And it's, you know, we were just these young adults who yet hadn't yet had kids. Um, and it's just crazy how fast, I mean, I know I sound like an old man. 
um, the way I'm talking about it right now. But you know, that's what dads are now. We're old, old men. Um, it's, as soon it, as you have a kid, isn't it wild? It is. It is wild. I was thinking about how, um, you know, like a Facebook memory came up the other day, um, and it was from nine years ago. Yeah, and I was like, wow, I really remember that. Like, like it was not nine years ago, but right? nine years is like a big chunk of a lifetime, you know. <laughs> it is. That's the thing that gets to me about it. Yes, and I know that uh, everybody feels this, but but I feel like um, I'm more. Oh, I'm trying to be more like uh, aware about the actual time that's passed between things, as opposed to just the relative time in my memory, mm. because um, it's important to stop and be like, that was nine years ago. Yes, right. That met, yeah, so it's the same year you and I met, right? Like nine years ago a was year. a very different time yeah. in in my life and in my journey, and I was a to- totally different person, and my thought processes were very different. Yeah. I mean, you look at things you wrote, you know, ten, fifteen years ago or something, and it's like I don't know about you, but for me, it's like I'm, I'm like, a, who's this dumbass, and b, like, what was I thinking mine, about? Mine stand the test of time. They do stand the test. You're famous for yeah. that, actually. I You're don't known. write many, but what I did write, it was masterpiece. Level. That's that's what yeah. they say. Yeah. <laughs> No, but isn't it weird to it's like? Super weird. Do you ever go and back it, and read your blog? Um, yeah, not as much, but I totally, I, I definitely, when I have done it, it is really weird, and I feel like it's, it always feels less mature, which makes sense, right? Um, because I was less mature, even though I thought I was an old soul, um, and I think I was, but you know, you, you weren't that old, John. It wasn't that old. Um, but you're right that thinking of it relative to, you know, so the fact that nine years is more than a quarter of our life. Um, and then if you just skip over, you know, the first few years, which you don't even remember, you're talking about like the third of our life, Yeah, you know, to date, to be um, clear, life to, to, to date, date. <laughs> we're, we're not saying that is uh, ideally this podcast, let's all yeah. knock on wood. This is the in memoriam episode. Yeah. I hope you enjoy uh, it. It is crazy. I mean, you know, that, that obsession with time and the passing of it, I think only accelerates as we get older naturally, um, and have kids. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know. I don't know where to go with that. Fucking well, I, I, I've been thinking about it a lot lately, specifically because when I, you know, come into work, I'm realizing like how many times I've done that. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I really, I don't know, I don't know what it was, but the other day I, I was just was struck by that. I'm like, I am back on this train again, like walking into this building. Mm. I could do it very easily with my eyes closed. Um, I would like to see that, and I, yeah, we'll, we'll try it. And I'm okay with it. I'm not like, you know, I'm not saying it like with some sort of deep ennui or something. Yeah. But it's just this this awareness that like, wow, I, I, this is a building that I've spent more time in than like basically anything other than the house I grew up in as a child. Wow. Yeah. Which is weird to think about. You it know? is. It is. I mean, we think about college as having been this like, you know, incredibly long, you know, epoch in our lives. And oh, in a way it was proportionally because we were younger. About it. But now it's like those four years of our lives. And um, yeah, I'm giving a talk to st- a couple of talks in a two weeks to some students at the grad school that I went to. Yeah. And, um, keynote speaker. The, yeah. The renaming the school after two me, million people. Berkeley, um, You're getting a master's degree. It's uh, actually a doctor. I already doctor, have a master's from that exact school. So that wouldn't be, <laughs> I'd be like, thanks. That's the best they can do. <laughs> They're like, we're just renewing your master's degree. We just degree. printed it again yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is 2.0. But I was thinking like, um, you know, I feel like I just graduated and then I looked back and I was like, that was, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. Now, like, yeah. It was li- literally 10 years right. ago. Right. Which is crazy to me. Yeah. Nobody, but nobody wants to hear us just reminisce about the old times. Yeah. What the hell they? is this episode? The, what is this? Speaking of what nobody wants to hear about, yeah. I do have a listener request that I had to bring into this episode. Okay. Um, it's from Heather. And after hearing our episode on what the fuck was it even on? Like sickness? Get down, Get down with, with sickness? the sickness. Um, as many listeners, I'm sure, Ooh, who wah. haven't bothered to write to us or talk to us since then, um, she was repulsed by it. 
Good. Needed to take a break from the show altogether. Good. And specifically cited the fact that we need to never, ever talk about um, grown men shits. Oh, so, really? Because apparently, you know, it's to be expected that we'll talk about our kids' shits and puke and all yeah, that. Yeah, it transitions sometimes but into talking about our line. own fecal experience. It crosses a line when uh, one of us is eating a, 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 a vat of bolognese and then, you know. Or a bowl <laughs> full of pasta. But you can't see, but I'm so, eating it right now. I just wanted to bring that into this. That um, I'm sorry, you know, Heather. Add it to the list. So the burps, you know, we we know about your burps and I'm how that to has cut to down stop. But now apparently um, the shits also have to stop. Although I, I imagine Cassandra would be disappointed to not hear about your um, toilet extravagance. That's true. They're, they're pretty famous. So maybe we can do what, that in such a way where it doesn't involve um, the shit. What part. if we do this as a challenge to ourselves, as a stretch goal, now that we have time between episodes? Goal. Why don't we try to come up with consistent new euphemisms i like for it. heather but for other concerned listeners so for example <laughs> if i say you know i'm flipping a burger in the toilet and it smells <laughs> terrible right that, that, that is that's great right worse than like talking i have about burgers shit. flipping out of my butt right now <laughs> and they're splashing in the toilet then i think oh heather will not have we any idea what we're talking fans. about we did somebody crashed their car too. you can just see the listener the number just Tick down in the future as we speak yeah. right now. Yeah, I can see it yeah. in my mind's eye. Whatever the fuck that is. You don't know what your mind's eye is. I mean, I do, but isn't it a weird expression? I have two of them. <laughs> <laughs> the weekend that, that was fun. It was fun coming over your place. I feel it was like a lot of fun. Uh, the, our kids are now at ages where they're able to uh, to you know play together and coexist. Their personalities are all very different. They are. So there's like always that adjustment uh-huh. period. Uh-huh. You got to see firsthand Henry's current phase, which is like the rogue nut job who's very happy. Like the Henry's funny job, because yeah. he's very he's very personable. He's very he has like a, no issues making friends. People you know he likes playing at school and stuff, but he's very happy being yeah. alone. Yeah. And being alone with other kids nearby. So, like, the background noise. Right. And this this might be an age thing to a degree, but I feel like. More, I didn't really notice that with Jude. With Henry, like he 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 gets his whole projects together. So like half the time that he was at your house, he was wearing like many articles of <laughs> Grace's costume clothing, <laughs> yes. right? Dressed like Elton John with the sunglasses yep, and microphone yep. and all this shit. Amazing. And ev- and the other kids were like doing like you know drawing, making mazes and things. And then Henry's just together. like sliding on his knees across the floor, <laughs> like nobody's looking at him. And I'm like, wow, you know. At least he's happy. Oh, right? it was amazing. I loved just watching. It's fun watching, you know, kid dynamics, right? Yeah. And how they play out because it's so true that I do feel like I've seen it with my nephews as well where one is often just in his own world. Yeah. And it's just remarkable to see, you know, how different the personalities are. And I mean, I just love and I know you, I mean, you probably take it to another level as you do with most things. With um, everything. With imaginative play. I love just watching them. Um, with that generally, you know, when mm-hmm. they make up their own worlds or, you know, uh, environments or whatever, um, you're typically usually with them doing it, you know, whereas <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an outsider watching like on Discovery Channel um, <laughs> and you're full ass in there. I, I do like it more when they're doing it and I'm just watching them. Yeah. Like, and, and ideally that's how it should go because it's like self-generated. But but sometimes if they're like, you know, <laughs> that's looking for help. That's not a critique on you. That's just, it's fun. I, I It's the... It's the green yeah, way, but I have to. I have to be more hands off. The though. adventures. I, I do. That's, I'm, I'm saying that about myself. All right, stretch goal, dickhead. 2020. We'll keep talking about goals. You, you um, better be careful. I'm going to start dropping birds in the toilet. Oh god. <laughs> so we should just transition. I think we should just move. Yeah, we into should. It. But I want to bring up one more thing from this weekend. Do it, and then I have one more thing. Too. Okay, good. Other than the paper mache crafting <laughs> so that I'm doing in the bathroom after this episode, gotta gotta bake some hot dogs. Um, 
take some. <laughs> so, so you know, John famously set up this this punching bag, which I, I think I've been to your house since you had it set up, but maybe I didn't no, like no, go downstairs. No, maybe been, not. It's yeah, been that long, well, yeah. this is this is the second one too. This is the second iteration. This is so, it's listeners, the first one I just pounded into oblivion. You know? <laughs> I'm going to go there. Oh, I did that on the toilet. So, with uh, it, it, people might not have like remembered this, but but John did upgrade his already extraordinarily heavy punching bag to one that is now like basically the it's it's almost half of the surface area of the house is this one giant punching bag right yeah, now that yeah. has its own room by the way yeah um, Grace has her own gloves which is incredibly cute she's got great form too she cute. very clearly is being trained um, so so I'm like John I really want to see this punching bag that I've like heard so much about so I walk downstairs the first thing I notice is how like legitimately involved the suspension setup <laughs> is like you weren't joking this thing is on like it's it's like got the it's like sprung like a car like yes. you have like shock absorption it's a, it's a heavy duty struts. spring it's four wheel drive four wheel drive um, it's hanging I mean, from the middle of the room it's to get up the icy uh, driveway exactly yeah. it's Angeles. Um, and uh, and I'm like, you know, I, I want to try it out. And of course, by this point, Jude and Henry have both discovered that we've gone downstairs and they're like running down and they both just start wailing on this bag. And I'm trying to like get them <laughs> with out of the devices, way. devices, like with things that they've found. With, yeah, yeah. Henry had like a fly zapper. I'm like, where the yeah. fuck did that even come from? It was weird. Um, but they're punching the bag, you know, and then I'm like, John, I, I really want to see, you know, like I want to see what you got. Yeah. And so, so John Abdullah, let it be known, has the punching force of a fucking freight train. <laughs> it's so funny because you're so mild mannered, you know, and then as soon as you put oh, your, you know, money maker stance on the money maker, you're fucking. He turns into an animal, and and you just do this. And I, I could not get over the raw punching power that you generated. <laughs> you're bullshit. It was extraordinary. Yeah, it was extraordinary. It was because I, I tried. I tried to replicate it afterwards, yeah. and I couldn't even get the room to shake. You got you break. You broke windows. I broke windows things. yeah the so whole thing it just basically flip flips up and hits the ceiling every time i hit <laughs> right. it you know what i mean <laughs> yeah exactly yep. no but i mean honestly in all seriousness um what i've found and i would recommend to anybody not just boxing but any kind of hobby or exercise kind of thing that you can um experience that you don't know much about but you want to sort of take on like you know frying pancakes in the toilet yeah exactly frying pancakes in the toilet is a good example yeah where I've just found so much joy in in the practice of it and in and taking on a beginner's mindset on something that I just really, you know, I knew nothing about. Um, and I, you know, it's through a YMCA class that I've gone to that I've been able to, like, uh, you know, practice it. Certainly wouldn't Become say master. Become professional. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's so rewarding to have something like that where you put in the reps and you see yourself getting better over time. And, like, I have a ways to go to be anything close to, you know decent like at Tyson. Um, Are you going to start entering competitions? No, I don't think so. You thinking about this it? His face is too pretty to get punched. You don't want to mess it up. Yeah. You also don't want to get the cauliflower ear. Honestly, if that weren't a thing, because because <laughs> in high school, as I I think I've mentioned this, like I, throughout my life, I'm always being the like cauliflower scouted. ear. But, yeah, you don't know what cauliflower no. ear is. Everybody knows what that fucking thing is. Tell me. You don't know it? No. So it's it, now you're going to notice it every time you see a boxer or an yeah. MMA fighter or anybody. Time, yeah. This is clearly Hanging a passion of yours. Them. Uh, you know, after you've knocked them to the mat and they're like, you know, yeah. dizzy, go look at their ear. Okay. Um, and a lot of the time they have, because of like repetitive pressure injuries to their ears, they have the swelling. Mm. Um, and it has this very distinct look yeah. that looks ridiculous. But but it also, you know, it's cool because it means you're like a badass. So it's not you know, guess, the worst thing sure. in the world. But um, I mean, cauliflower ear doesn't sound very bad. It sounds disgusting. It sounds also ridiculous. Like, a little bit tasty. No. Like just like, a, like just like, nah, nah. just like with a little baby. A little bit, as if it were prepared correctly, and not a human <laughs> ear, you know, fried in some bacon. 
in the toilet. And then put in the toilet. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So uh, anyway, when I was like in high school, you know, the wrestling team was always asking me to join because I would fit into this very low weight class because I was small, <laughs> you know. And so and they, they like didn't have that anybody. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't because I was like gifted physically. Like, we this. need the smallest yeah. person we have. Uh, in high school, I was I was that person, um, and also because I have like short legs, and that's mm. apparently a good thing too. Stumpy, they called so, you. Stumpy, they called me. Good old Stumpy's <laughs> coming back. Here comes uh, Stumpy. It takes him twice as many steps to walk over here. Exactly, but he pins him to the mat yep. with them cauliflowers. Uh, and I I never joined because of the ear thing. And still, even now, like people who I know who wrestled in the past, they're like, "Me should have really gone into wrestling. You would have probably been good at it." And I'm like, "You know what? I don't want those fucking ears, you gross." That's person. Hilarious that that's the reason. <laughs> but true. but I I certainly uh, relate in terms of not wanting to have to actually get like punched in the face and stuff. Like, there's a part of me that I'm sure I would really enjoy sparring with people. I think that would be fun. And like, I do love when we do mitts because we do that in the in the class, which is awesome. With helmets? Um, no, you wouldn't. You don't use helmets. You just have you know one person holds a pair of mitts. Oh oh. Hitting the mitts. And you're right. punching the mitts, yeah, right. yeah. Um, but that's really satisfying. But, you know, I'm sure it would be awesome to be able to take it to that level. And, like, I don't know, maybe I would take it to a sparring level someday, but beyond that, I would not have, I would not be interested in actual fights. You know, I'm just now remembering that you knocked a guy's teeth out. I don't know. I don't know yeah, why. I'm true. just I now did, making yeah. this connection. That, like, so can you imagine if I No, you could him probably now? fucking knock somebody's head off. I probably would have decapitated him. You would have killed that Holy person. Holy shit. You're a dangerous weapon, Jonathan. I gotta be careful. I mean, I'm not the first time I've ever seen you punch, and I was blown away by the sheer ferocity of it. It's Can like, you oh imagine my God. if you fucking punch somebody and literally their head rolled off of their body? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but right. ha- ha- wait, hang on. This episode, just hang on. Have you been punched in the face before? Um, have we talked about this? This I might haven't have come actually. Up. No, have you? Uh, I have never been intentionally like for real punched in the face. Okay. I mean, my kids have like swung their head back into my face. Does that count? No, I I mean like in a in a fight situation yeah. where you were like aware that the possibility of being actually punched was on the table. Yeah, Th- that's never happened to me either. No, I I mean I'm sure I've been punched more like in the maybe in the gut or something like that, and I've been in like a stranglehold, I guess. Yeah, like that's classic, right? Classic, and, right. and like wrestling and throwing yeah. each other around and stuff, and like having fun, like that. That was like a cornerstone of my childhood, right? But I never actually got punched because the thing, and, and I hope that I'm never punched because like I will kill that person. And here's why: <laughs> let me tell you that this. And Mike and I talk about this a lot. We're always like, like I really hope that I don't get into a fight because my philosophy with that. Is that Full like ass. you should you have you have to because you can't afford to take Neutralized the assumption threat. that the other person is just some like noble duelist who wants to like have a nice even. Why I would mean, anyone ever assume that? Yeah. Right. I, I mean, I, I feel like you see people in bar fights all the time, and they're just like throwing these dumb haymakers, yeah. and it's and it's because like they're not actually you know out to really injure each other, yeah, and they're and yeah. they're just sort of trying to get aggression out. Mm-hmm. But like I I I have no need to do that. Like I'm not looking for a place to vent my aggression. Right. I, but but if somebody comes at me in a way where like it would be dangerous yeah. and they actually do something about it, I will seriously try to end it as quickly as I possibly can, which is a actually a, a, a big principle in a lot of um, fight and like special forces fighting, for example. Mm. Um, it's like f- based on that principle. So if it means like break their leg or if it means like, you know, like poke their eyes out, like I'm like, why not fucking bite them? Like get it over <laughs> with. Right. Like I have no like tolerance for that. So it's a good thing I'm not in your boxing class is what I'm trying to say. Because yeah, yeah. if somebody fucking punches me in the face, I'm going to be clawing their neck apart, I think. That's, yeah. Clawing their neck. That's immediately where you go. That's funny. It's I, actually, I mean, that's I, a I euphemism relate, for Especially uh, if it were ever in a situation with the family. Right. Um, but I don't think I'd have the wherewithal to say, like, you know, here's what I'm going to do to neutralize the threat or whatever and, you know, break their leg or this or that. I feel like I would just go to town and, you know, it would probably end badly. 
for one of us. <laughs> but just like look at the most um, vulnerable part of their body and destroy it. That's oh, yeah. like that's no, like No, I, I mean do. and I often do. I mean th- there is a weird thing that happens when you, you know, and I'm only doing it in a friggin' boxing for fitness <laughs> class. I can imagine when people are learning actual, you know, methods to hurt people. Like Krav Maga, um, that, that's a great example. Like th- of that that right? is a great example where all I, I was going to say is there's an interesting thing that happens where you just start to look at people differently and look at, you know, you think about what would happen if it were to happen and you start to like see the world somewhat through that lens, which is weird, right? Yeah. Um, Cause I'm not, I don't think a violent person. I mean, I, I guess I would have called myself more that so punching bag would disagree with you. Yeah. I gotta say. <laughs> yeah. But that's, I mean, the, the, it's, it's, I'm not like imagining myself punching people doing that. No, but you do have your um, eyes closed. I do. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. You look like you're like having pleasure. <laughs> you <doing>? Like <laughs> your eyes, you're crying. You're like, <laughs> no, you don't. Close oh your eyes. man, but it is interesting to think about you know the liver punch or something like that where you 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 can just take someone out with one punch to the right spot on their yeah. body. Because um, you have badass. to end it this quick. Because the longer a fight goes on, the more injured people are going to get, and the more potential injuries there are. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So just fucking, <laughs> just like trigger so much pain as quickly as you can. Oh my god, we got to get off this. What the hell topic. is this show about? All oh right, my so god. The, so before, right before we segue, I want to also drop in another uh, call to action. <laughs> is, it, is that drop a poop euphemism? Into, <laughs> you're, you're dropping it in. <laughs> I'm dropping a call to action. I'm dropping a call to action right now, into Heather. Sorry John. about that. Okay. Into the job. Don't forget to flush and wipe. So last week we asked you to share the show. You should still do that, please, please do um but you know you also should uh connect with us on facebook if you haven't already this is our community where you know we're able to really kind of interact with you we get great feedback there from folks and obviously respond right away because uh you know being the egotistical people we are it's it's always it feeds our ego when we hear from you there's also nobody contacting Um, us so (laughs) when when it happens once a month we're like oh my god we gotta respond exactly um like barry for example yeah barry Barry, as usual for being a super fan so so this week um you know really consider joining our facebook group if you're not already on there and if you are already then share it with some folks in your life who might be interested we often share uh useless memes which you know apparently do do pretty well on facebook um, and we also share, you know, the latest episodes. You can start to hear them before your podcast or our podcast thing even picks them up, um, oftentimes. And, uh, you know, it's a nice place for us to be able to connect with you. So consider that and share it out and, uh, you know, take it to the next level. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. So and just to just to clarify again, because John, the social media fucking expert here, always <laughs> screws this up for some reason. <laughs> it is I not say? a group. The face tweet? It's our page. Oh, man, I always call it a group. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, the, you yeah, know, the discussion group. No, you, you, you'll, Facebook you'll, you'll, changes it every other fucking day anyway. That's true. But 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 go but go to Facebook.com slash, is it Just Wing It? I don't fucking know. Just search Just Wing just It Just search podcast. for Just Wing It. We you'll don't know how to it. get to it. You'll get there. You know Ask your friends. You're not going to do the work to fucking find it. You don't serve talk to Don't even listen to this episode. You're listening to this for free folks yeah. we got no sponsors okay no thanks to you just go carve some wood and drop means. it in the no toilet thanks to you all right so our our main topic right just now um you know initially we were talking about valentine's day you and i and uh, i think that that is a good starting point for what we're going to talk about here but i think generally speaking there's something here about um planning stuff right whether it's planning one of these like holiday kind of things or just making plans in general now as a parent looks very different than what it used to look like, um, making the plans and then sort of, um, you know, the way the plans come come about into reality is which is uh, literally never the way you planned it. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing, right? That's it, right there. So for for us for Valentine's Day, you know, the the example of this uh, was, you know, I, I felt I felt a little bit of pressure, especially from people like you. We didn't actually talk about it, but I just always feel I basically have a little Patrick Green on my shoulder who just yells into my ear occasionally. Is that a euphemism? Um, that's a euphemism. He's always taking squatting and taking, yep. yeah. Yep. Um, 
And so I was thinking for Valentine's Day, you know, we didn't have anything planned, Bethany and I, or for the kids. But at least I thought, you know, it'd be fun, kind of fun to do a little something for the kids. Um, we didn't get anything. And, you know, I was dealing with like the flu that week and Grace mm-hmm. had just gotten over it. Um, and my mom always gets like a bunch of stuff for them. So I didn't feel like really, I didn't feel like we had to really get them anything. Did she get you stuff when you were a kid? Oh, yeah, she totally did. That much stuff? Um, no, probably not that no. much. I know, it's crazy, the grandparents. I mean, I would thing. get, like, a little basket, you know, yeah. with a couple of candies in it and stuff. My mom gets the kids, like, fucking, like, timeshares <laughs> She basically, she rents a U-Haul for each of these days. I'm like, what holiday is it this? It's, ins- it's yeah. insane. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's so much. But, you know, they have so much fun doing, and I can't take that away from them. Oh, yeah. I just throw all the stuff away after, but <laughs> sorry, Mom. Um, <laughs> take that, Mom! <laughs> so... You know, so that was already covered, but I was like, I got to do a little something. So I figured I would, I would um, make a little cake, like a heart cake. You know, that's very cute. Um, I thought it was kind of cute. Was it real cake or was it yogurt, John? <laughs> it was all yogurt. It was yogurt. It, it actually yogurt. It did have whey in it. So, Ugh. so I have to use the. It's it's the um, what's the word? <laughs> the discharge from the yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> the byproduct. Thank you. Okay. Um, thank you to the other. Yeah, thank the you, little dude. Patrick Reed on my <laughs> right, shoulder. On the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's the byproduct of the yogurt, and you can use it as a substitute for buttermilk. Um, thank you. This is our culinary I hate every section of every the show. aspect of this. I know you do. Um, and it's, it's like a, a bi- it's a yogurt byproduct is. that you make buttermilk with <laughs> that you can substitute Ugh. buttermilk for. So it's disgusting, and it's like neon green. It looks it looks. I'm sure gross. it's glowing. Yeah, pretty uranium. Much is, yeah, actually. Um, so. So I, I decided to make a cake, and it was the second time I'd used this recipe with the whey, and I made it, and I was already home, so I got to start on it a little earlier since, you know, I was out sick that day. Um, so it was like a cake with some flu germs in it. And I baked it, and I took it out of the oven, and then I fucking turned it over to, like, let it cool to, you know, sit on a plate. And this is where the beginning of the fucking twisted, warped version of my fantasy of what Valentine's Day would have been with my kids started. Um, so so what what did you envision at this point was going to happen? Oh, I envisioned a fucking picturesque and delectable cake, okay, that would just basically make our night orgasmic. Right. Which is a little inappropriate for kids, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I had high expectations. Right. What can I say? So I'm making this cake, and I'm like, all right, I get a, le- a head start on it. Um, we were also going to make little pizzas, like heart-shaped maybe, you know, because that would be kind of fun. Um, and like I said, we didn't plan anything else, so you know, this is the least we could do, I guess. So, the heart is a big theme here. The heart is the a heart big, shape. <laughs> yeah, not very creative. <laughs> um, so I, of course, I turn the cake pan over and I, I try to dump it out, and the whole fucking the thing just fucking rips off. Like half of the cake rips off. It was like in Face Off, if the cake had a face and it just fucking ripped off. You ate Nicolas Cage for <laughs> Valentine's suddenly, Day. Suddenly, I'm looking at Nicolas Cage's cake face <laughs> on the plate. <laughs> and then I'm having to scoop out the rest of John Travolta's face right. off of the thing. Which is never fun. <laughs> it's never fun. Have you seen John Travolta lately? Yeah, he's, he's not doing well. He's not looking good. No, he's not. I hope he's okay. Well, he listens to the podcast, he'll tell us. He, he's a big fan. Loves Barack got him into it. Yep. Um, so, so, so the cake... Is just coming apart, okay? And by the time I scoop out the rest of it from the pan, which apparently I didn't grease enough or something, um, it's just, it's crumbs. So I'm like, all right, well, maybe <laughs> if I just frost the cake, it'll kind of bind it back together a little bit. Oh, my God. You know, frost it with John Travolta's face again. Yep. And that will hopefully bind it together. Um, and so that was my plan for that. So Bethany ended up having to, like, squeeze out. Uh, we didn't have an actual cake. <laughs> It all sounds like shit euphemisms <laughs> to me now. I can't handle this. Oh, 
I don't know what it's called, the thing that you squeeze frosting out of. It's a device that you actually, you uh, know. Is it a froster? Sure, we'll call it a okay, froster. we'll call it an anus. So instead, you know, Bethany being the uh, inventive person that she is, mm-hmm. just took a Ziploc bag and cut the tip off of Yeah, right, that's yeah. classic. Yeah. yeah, exactly, and put the little, um, we had one of the tips for these frosters mm-hmm. in there, so we used that. So she frosted it. It ended up looking like a fucking brain, because she was just, <laughs> br- you know, she was just creating these, like, frosted lines all uh-huh. over it, and it, they were woven together, and they, it looked like a fucking brain. It they looked like pink. the uh, the uh, folds of a brain. Yeah. yeah. So that basically was our night, right? It, th- this was a symbol of the night to come. We, we picked up the kids, and I thought, you know, it'd be kind of a fun night. They just had a fun day at school where they got Valentine's and right. such. And they both, you know these nights where they come home, and they're just fucking beasts? Mm-hmm. Like, clearly... They were hungry and tired, okay? And that combination for adults is terrible, but with kids, it's just Oh, it's the worst. Mm -hmm. And so everything we did, you know, I let them have like a chocolate when they got home because they had brought a bunch of candy home. And and nothing was enough. They were just whining, the fucking whining about everything, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was automatically just put us all in a bad state. Mm-hmm. And then I'm trying to make like a pizza together, and that's just, you know, it's too doughy, and it's just not coming but out But did well you get that all. right? Did you try to use fucking yogurt products again for the, the pizza? The fucking yogurt's ruining everything. Was it, was it whey? I didn't use the yogurt in okay. the pizza. No. You could have. I didn't use any of it. People do that. What I did do, though, which I thought was a pretty good idea, was use the rest of the leftover <laughs> pasta sauce that we had. It was like a bowl. It was actually a bowl. It was it a bowl? Oh, wow. <laughs> How much fucking bolognese do you make in this the household? Bolognese. You must go through that shit well, like let's crazy. See the timing of this. It might have still been leftover from that same week that we John. recorded. Were you cooking for a prison <laughs> when you did this? Because there's no way that there were actual leftovers from no, that. you're right. After was, that giant... It, you're right. It wasn't that time. It must and have been I even... Uh, let it be known, when we had dinner, I, I was asking Bethany about it. I was like, do you remember the bolognese that he's talking about? And she's like, yeah, I think I actually packed that. Yeah, she did. She did, which is another great, great shit euphemism. Anyway, go ahead. She packed She packed, she packed, packed that packed bolognese. bolognese yep. And then flushed it down the toilet. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> What you did after eating that fucking monster. <laughs> oh, no. So, you know, the night just went on and on, and it was like this devolving thing where they were just unhappy. Yeah. And, you know, then we go to look at Grace's lunch because they always leave what she doesn't eat so you know, like, how much she did eat. And all of it was there. She hadn't eaten a bite of her lunch. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what happened at school. I think they loaded them up on candy or something. Classic. Which is a great idea. Yeah. Um, Which and, is probably why they were tired when they came home because right, they were crashing. Yeah. So, so we just imagined, like, you know, we didn't have any grand plans, but we thought we'd have a fun night together, you know, have the cake and, like, celebrate a little bit and do something fun. And they were just fucking miserable. I didn't even end up giving them all the gifts for my mom because I was like, this will just put them over the edge. And you're like, plus we'll be up till three in the morning exactly. because they, your mom bought them houses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that we had to put together. Yeah. Prefab houses. Right. Yeah, Actual exactly. human-sized, grown-up, prefab, right. modular construction. And we just kind of, like, Bethany and I just kept, like, sharing, you know, glances at each other of how horrible horrible this night was um but I mean, were you was, were you enjoying that though because no. in, in a way and we'll get to this yeah. the best way to deal with those best laid plans falling to shit is to like maintain a sense of like humor about it if you can you're right, right about that there was definitely a time where i did start maniacally laughing in a nicholas cage kind of way yep and it was well, just, you just eating the him, so, ridiculousness you know. of the situation i can't even remember what it was it was just so ridiculous like i think they were just the kids were so unhappy with the pizza at that point and it was just chaos and i just started laughing Right. You know? how, how bad was the pizza? Was it that bad? I mean, no, it was fine. It was one of those things where the kids pick up each slice, right? And uh-huh. they're ready to eat it. And the whole, all of the cheese just fucking slimes off of it. Mm, so you didn't cook the and bottom enough. And then they enough. start like crying. Yeah, yep. the, the bottom wasn't cooked enough. Well, it's also heart shaped. So like, yeah. it's, it, I mean, the shape is important with this pizza. And if right. it's a fucking melty slice of garbage, yeah. then yeah, even if it tastes with good. With bolognese under it. With bol- <laughs> <laughs> which I'm sure you're like, we still got more of this bolognese <laughs> from the Mary Poppins fridge we got. <laughs> 
Yeah. And so, you know, I just wanted to share it as an example where I, I guess so much of life feels like it's more than more important than what you plan, right? You know, this idea that you sort of plan the right things as a parent, do the right things, have the right sort of Valentine's Day celebration or whatever the fuck it is. Um, more important than any of that is, is how you react to life, mm. so much of it, right? And how you adapt in those moments. We've talked about this on the show. And uh, so I thought that could be an interesting topic to explore a little bit more because I think it does come up so frequently in life where we, we and, and it comes back to our episode, again, as so many do, with joy and what the Dalai Lama had to say and Buddhism, <laughs> Buddhism has to teach about Valentine's Day and how to celebrate it. Um, which is nothing, right? Um, no, but it's it's this gap between your expectations, right? Right. Um, and well, what is the other thing? Reality. <laughs> reality. Thank right. you. <laughs> that was appropriate. That, that was I a big actually gap. Think of reality. Right. Um. But that's it. It's like how we treat that and how we manage it. You know, is is the stuff of life. It, mm-hmm. It's like it's kind of make or break for how we're, whether we're going to be happy people or not. Totally. So with that, I want to stop talking and hear about your fucking lovely Valentine's Day that you planned. <laughs> well, before I get to the good stuff, yeah, something that stuff. something that I'm glad the good stuff. Something before that I'm glad that uh, before yeah. I flush down the good stuff in the toilet bowl. Yep. Uh, after wiping my my anus, um, oh my the uh, that was not a euphemism. What the fuck was that's, that? That's true. That's <laughs> yeah. That's true. I kind of lo- the suspension of disbelief. Also, I don't think you actually can wipe your anus. I think I'm glad we really honored Heather's feedback for this episode. We did, Heather. We're not talking yeah. about taking shits at all. Not no at all. big, grown-up, disgusting, nutty, creamy adult <laughs> shits. Anyway, um, what is that? What is that vibrating? Is that you? It was probably Heather just texted me that she that <laughs> the epi- the show is now banned in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> Something's freaking out. Yeah. Um, so for for us, something that we talked about this weekend that I, I appreciated because it was something that I, I had been, it had really been on my mind since the kids' Valentine's celebrations, which were spread out. So Henry's were on Wednesday, of course. Yours is because a fucking festival. No, 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 not ours. I'm talking about like the, the, the at school, okay, the class okay, one. Yeah. 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 Ours were so cool, yeah. <clears throat> so the first one was earlier in the week because so many kids have been absent. They're like, you know, we got to. Oh no. So Jude's was on was on Wednesday because so many kids are absent right now. For, because of these, these illnesses that they're like, you know, let's have it, you know, in the middle of the week and hopefully more kids will like make it, you know, if we do that. So, yeah. so it was Wednesday. Um, and, uh, and it was, you know, he had a good time, but he came home and the, and the Valentines were like, not what I remember Valentines <laughs> what being. Is the deal with when this? I was a kid, like it was, you know, maybe, maybe I would get like a, I would use old Halloween candy or something <laughs> and then write in a marker, you know, for you and spell both words wrong. Yeah. And that was yeah. it. Right. But for mo- for the most part though, when we were kids, it was just the fucking Valentine's. It was, it was just a little just piece the, of paper. Little piece and of not paper. even like a card, like a, a single sided business card size. Oh yeah. You'd get like eight on a sheet and have to rip them out. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, and they would get torn and you'd be like, whatever, nobody fucking cares. And so you, yeah. you'd end up with this bag full of ripped business cards basically, yep. right? And then the occasional old Halloween candy with marker on the but outside. But do you remember picking out specifically the Valentine's that you liked best for the people that you liked best, including... No, it was all about me. The girls that you liked best? You never oh, did they, that? Oh, they, they knew who they were. <laughs> <laughs> they got they got they got special extra add-ons to their Valentine's. Oh God! Uh, uh, but but extra the, Halloween candy. They got extra Halloween candy with extra marker and extra yeah. spelling errors on it. Um, no, but I mean, it, like you know, I, I always picked it out based on my interests, right? So there were like a lot of like superhero Valentines. There were like a, there was like a Dodge Viper Valentine year. You know, it's very very particular to yes. things that I was into yes, as a kid. Yes, yes, um, and um, so for the kids this year, we're like you know that's that's what we do. So it's Henry gave out here. you know Spider Man Valentines. Yeah. I went to CVS to get mine, figuring I'd find some like 
franchise that Grace is into, you know, Frozen or something. Right, right. Um, and they were like sold out of most things because, of course, I did it like the day before. <laughs> you did it during Valentine's um, Day. At least they were buy one, get one half off because of that. Right. And um, I just got like these generic, you know, these generic animal ones, basically. But it they, wasn't it, even a franchise. I got one and it was awesome. I mean, they were kind of like, and they were very. Mean? It was awesome. <laughs> it was very high quality, too. Like the printing was very cool. nice. Yeah. It was clearly something that cost more than nine cents. You know, CVS, I have to say, it is a brand worth sponsoring this podcast. It is it's, worth it's sponsoring this podcast. Thankfully, it has sponsored this podcast. Thank and you, I think CVS. you should all check them out. They've got your all your meds. Yep. They've got your Valentine's covered. Yep. High quality bandages. Yep. Um, and Valentine's and chocolate that goes in the toilet. And, and and you can drop that chocolate anytime you want. No, Central Vehicle Services. What does it actually stand for? Do you know? Nobody knows. Uh, no, Czechoslovakian vagina convenience, shit. Convenience. Convenience value service. Ah, is that it? I don't I know. No Might as well be. Anyway, what the fuck are we talking about? Shit. So, yeah. so you know, we got the very basic ones. Jude, yes. I have to say, for his Valentine celebrations, gave out much more involved and expensive ones than we've done in the past because there was like a bulk deal and they look cool. They had little glow sticks on them. So there was like a, there was an add-on to Jude's, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking like, oh my god, this is going to blow people's fucking minds. An this is going to change people's lives. He comes home. You're suddenly just going to get all the invitations for play dates. And be like, all please. The ones, the one that denied you when you asked. She's right. going to reach out proactively and be like, I'm so sorry. I need to get together with Jude today. I, I didn't realize what taste you had. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that didn't happen at all. So Jude comes home with like a garbage bag full of Valentines. And I'm like, how many kids are in the class? L- yeah. Little did I know, it was a garbage bag size because of the amount of shit that they get now. I was so stunned. He, was get, like, he got like full-size model toys of things with his Valentines. He got fucking wrapped presents with his Valentines. And I'm like, okay, A, clearly we're the poorest family in this kindergarten Grace class. got like flower bouquets and like a Giardelli basket of goods, you know? She really? No, she didn't. Okay, well, you, know, you, was, never, you never know. Was, but it was similarly, I was fucking in awe of all the stuff that was there. I mean, I believed that because Jude got shit like that. Yeah. He got like full boxes of things. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm like, Jude, like, let's look at the Valentines together. And it took like an hour because there was so much going on. He got a fucking mask in one of them. Grace like, got a full box of crayons. Is that real? Yes, that yeah, okay, is real. See, that's what I'm talking about, I right? No, you can't tell. Like, like a legit box of crayons, right? A not legit, even just like no, the I'm free restaurant about, ones. Oh, yeah, the fucking right, free yeah, restaurant. Yeah, fuck Why those. do people even deal? Like a brand you name, expensive, that, okay? actual set of crayons. These are Crayola, high-quality crayons, sponsored by Crayola. Thank you. You know, we you can get those. You are the one and only teacher-recommended crayon, and it's the only one worth buying. And, and actually, honestly, is because they don't break. And they actually that's, would make a great sponsor, so we should reach out to them. They actually would actually make a good sponsor for this show. Um, Barack Obama, can you can you set that up? That would really appreciate it. That would be good. Recyclable um, boxes, you can throw them in the toilet. That's all. <laughs> you you call her and you throw it out in the toilet and flush it. I just feel like the the Valentines were so much a higher quality and more expensive this year. And Henry's likewise. Even you know at his age group, which is three year olds, yeah, they were getting like legitimate Valentines for each other. And and of course, like I'm embarrassed for the kids because they've been giving out these things that are like you know not. Uh, ritzy right yeah and the kids like don't give a shit of course henry actually got one of his back because one of the kids was out and he like <laughs> couldn't get over how cool it was that he got like the same one that he had already given out to people and i was like oh i'm not even gonna tell him you know that's amazing so that was that, that was that was something that uh was a little now bit shocking your kids are shunned and they've been like blocked out of any they are the poor kids or, now yeah, which yeah. is really great awesome um, so that's, you know, a, a kind of a minor plan that didn't go as, as, uh, as expected, but something that we did this year that I really appreciated was we, um, 
a we didn't get gifts for each other, and that was the, f- the first year we've like really done that. I mean, yeah, we've welcome you know, to the club. Yeah, we've talked about this <laughs> on, on other holidays where Mike and I have uh, prioritized like experiences and things like that. Yeah. But Valentine's Day, because it's such like a kind of unimportant one, and it's just sort of like it's just it's so clearly commercialized, and it's so clearly like a, if if you have like a good you know marriage you shouldn't have to like go out of your way on valentine's day to like to prove it to anybody right <laughs> i love that that's the the assessment there the commentary like so to all those who are buying each other fucking jewelry and all the bullshit why don't you just get yeah, a good fix marriage? your marriage fix your marriage all right save the money put it into therapy and right save your marriage i mean if people if people really want to do that more power to them but i, I kind of feel like it's like you should be doing no, nice know, things I for know, each other right? anyway yeah. right you yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. um so anyway this year we were like pretty specific about it we're like let's not do gifts Let's, you know, use that money and go out and have like a nice night in the town. So we we, yeah. we dropped the kids off at my parents' place and then we spent like a we had like a nine hour date. We Ugh, went to like it a nice amazing movie. When you were telling me and Bethany about got it. a very long dinner at a hot pot place where like they, they fucked our order up so it was even longer than it was supposed to be. And it was great because we were just like talking and hanging there out. It was literally shit in the hot pot. It I was, was <laughs> Oh my god, you want to talk about hot pots? <laughs> Let me tell you. Sorry, Heather. Um I did have a big shit that night. Anyway, so <laughs> oh, man. so it was just great. We just like had no time constraints. And then yeah. when we got back, you know, it, like it was fine. Like we weren't going anywhere. We stayed there for the rest of the night. So we, we were able to like, we went to a late movie, which was really wonderful. Got to like, you know, get late night cookies and things. It was just, it was late just night great. cookies. That's also a shit euphemism. <laughs> and I really feel like I, uh, I never want to do Valentine's Day any differently because what always happens is you feel this weird external pressure to like be romantic and i feel like we are romantic anyway like we should just sort of embrace that eat cookies and just eat cookies Together. and flush them down the toilet and, yeah. and that's you know so it was a really good it was i think part of why it went well is because we had de-planned a lot of things and made it much simpler yes but I like when that. when plans do go wrong well so for example uh, i took a personal day this week on tuesday and I used that to just take the boys to uh, to into Boston to do yeah. a bunch of stuff, right? Yeah. So we had this like really it – was, it was awesome. It was the whole entire day. We saw like an early movie, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, which was not bad. I, I find that hard to believe. It was not bad. I didn't even know Jim Carrey was in it until I read your con- the comments yeah. on your thread. He's incredible. I, I'm so blown away yeah. by his – because the as he – and James Marsden, who also deserves a big shout-out. He's in the other – he's the other like lead – um, they're both really great actors and you can tell because if you take the script out of context and you yeah. just listen to what the actual words are you're like oh my god like how would I sell that line if I had to do it yeah. and then they both like they just they play it off so naturally and it's so funny and it's so interesting and I'm like what he just said was actually like incredibly stupid profound right it was yeah. it was incredibly <laughs> the Dalai Lama wrote this movie actually <laughs> incredible achievement um, anyway but you know we went so, to the movie yeah, yeah. and and then my there. plan was <clears throat> my plan that we were going to take a nice long walk and go to this playground that had been built pretty close to our office that was being worked on all throughout last year. And I kept taking pictures home because I would take pictures of it during my lunch break and then yeah. show the boys so they yeah. could see it getting built. So we wanted to go to this for a while. It's finally open. The weather looked like it was going to be warm enough to actually try it. And of course, we got out of the movie and it's like torrentially downpouring. So, <laughs> and But we still had like two hours before the train came. Yeah. And, and now I'm trying to like weigh the options of what I can do. And two I'm like, hours. well, we're, okay, we can go to like a Starbucks. Yeah, it was, it was the worst time of day for this to happen. <laughs> Starbucks is your first. We could all get lattes. Well, they, they like they like cake pops. I'm like, you know, that'll, yeah. that'll buy me 10 minutes to make new plans, <laughs> know, exactly, right? So yeah, like, I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm going to get the cake pops. And then they're like eating the cake pops. They're both miserable. Um, and I'm like, oh my God, they're still, because we had missed the train by like eight seconds, right, you know? Right. And uh, and so now we had to wait in the middle of a of a you know weekday just in, in the middle of no time for this to to come. Yep. And um, so I'm thinking, well, what can we do that we could you know be 
that would be realistic. And I decide, let's try like just taking the T to a stop that will not be like too outside, you know, so they can get the experience of like being a public transportation. So I kind of convinced them to do that. We're walking, getting yeah. poured on. Yeah. And we get on the green line, and I'm like, well, now where the fuck are we going to go? The and green I'm, line. And I'm trying to think, well, because there's a lot of stops on it, and, and it's they slow. All puked. You and they all smell terrible. The They're disgusting. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but there's options, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. We're, on the, we're on the tee, and the kids are kind of waterlogged and tired and cake poppy. And puking. And I'm thinking just, yeah. they're puking. And I'm like, what What can we do? And I realized there's, you know, Fanduel Hall, you yeah. know, is, is 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 pretty close. So we get out. I take the kids into Quincy Market, um, which is, if for anybody who's ever been in there, it is a fucking bonanza. It's absolutely Chaos. insane, especially in the middle of a weekday when it's raining outside. It was just like, it was just absolutely and crazy. On school vacation week. And on school vacation week. <laughs> so the kids, the kids are like, what are we even doing? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm making a plan. And I'm like trying desperately to think like, I'm, I'm going to figure this out. You know, at some point I'm going to come up with something for them to do that will make this not just kind of waiting around awkwardly in the rain for a train to come. And uh, we're, we're walking around, walking around, walking around. And then I see a table across the way and it's full of these Red Sox sunglasses. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, the worst thing that can happen is I can just buy them Red Sox sunglasses and at least they'll have like fun with that. But who knows why there's a table <laughs> with sunglasses on it. So I go to the guy. It turns out we were in the middle of a huge scavenger hunt that was happening. Oh, um, wow. And that you win the sunglasses if you can do the scavenger hunt. So then well, for the next 45 minutes, in yeah, we had, we had like our brochures. We had How our fucking cool markers. And we had this great time exploring this like, you know, historic property and doing this like scavenger hunt thing, filling out the clue. And the boys got these sunglasses and it was great. And then we like barely made it back to the train in time. Like we had we had like so much going on all of a sudden yeah. that we were like in a hurry to make it back home again. And we got on the train, and it was a really really fun like exciting trip. And I just loved it. And I couldn't I could never have ever planned for that to happen. Right? <laughs> yes. And I think that right. we will remember it more because of that. Because yeah. it didn't go. We didn't make it to that playground we were going to go to. If we had made it to that playground we were going to make it to, it would have been what we'd expected. So we would have already had a mindset to anticipate it and yep. to experience it. And it probably it. wouldn't have been as good, right? No, it wouldn't have been. Next, we would have spent most of the time walking there and then yeah. played for 20 minutes in pretty cold weather and then, and then, then walked back. Board, yeah. Right? But because we didn't have a frame of reference yet, we didn't have a mindset because everything had been turned upside down, we had to create a mindset in real time. Mm. And we had to create the context for this experience and we had to make it fun. Yeah. And I I really feel like that is the sweet spot in terms of planning. Is plan enough that you have a framework and then be really excited, like be be excited when it doesn't work out. Yeah. If you can, because it means that there's an opportunity to to be surprised, right? Right. I mean, you sort of put yourself in a situation where the opportunity would present itself. You know what I mean? Like you obviously had to adapt the plan based on what it was, but then you, you know, at least had the wherewithal to, <laughs> to, to go somewhere where stuff would probably be present for you to sort of grab onto. You know what I mean? Right. I'm also, I'm struck by something that feels pretty specific to our generation and younger folks is, you know, we've talked about um, somewhat of an obsession with experiences. Mm-hmm. Right. And so a uh, moving away from, um, consumerism to some extent. I mean, obviously, you, you could also argue, especially with technology, that we're more consumeristic than ever, I suppose. But, um, but you know, boomers really, I think, were the fucking consumers, right? Okay, boomer! Uh, okay, boomer. So, with millennials, <clears throat> there's a lot of talk about this focus on um, not as much about material stuff and more about experiences, right? And I think we, we see how this plays out in social where everyone um, has these just picturesque experiences with their families and they're they're, right. And they're always just like doing these amazing things. And you know what? You're one of them too. Like we're all, we're all part of that. That was my, uh. And so we see each other 
and it does it does elevate as you said the pressure right so valentine's day was one example of this where you start to see other people doing these what look like amazing things on valentine's day and then you're like oh i should have done something better and we're all sort of it's the keeping up with the joneses thing right where we're all trying to like sort of outdo each other it's not a direct comp- competition but it kind of it's the peer pressure element which is powerful right i mean we as a species that's what we do so i think um if that's happening in the back of it all I do feel like this is what feeds into our uh, feeling like we're always having to make plans, you know, and plan out certain things in our lives that ultimately very often don't live up to the expectation that gets put into it and therefore kind of leads to unhappiness, I would imagine. You know, I say that as if I'm like an outsider, not prone to this or whatever. Right. Um, as a behavioral scientist. <laughs> yes, exactly. I and I will say that some of the some of the times similarly to you that I can recall that I've enjoyed these days most is when I don't, I have maybe a loose plan, right. Of who to hang out with or, you know, roughly what to do. And it just sort of evolves as the day goes. And it's not like overplanned, you know, and, and granted there are times where I have a day that's planned, you know, going to a birthday party or this or that. And they're perfectly great days as well. But I do think we got to cut ourselves some fucking slack and stop this, this, um, this climb of, you know, the best experiences and like figuring out, I mean, another example of this, frankly, that I feel like is just has gotten to this kind of crazy point, And this is maybe judgy of me, um, is, is having to go to places like Disney world and stuff at a younger and younger ages and pouring all this money into creating these experiences. Right. Um, and I want to do those things. I'm not yeah, like, you haven't been to Disney world yet. I know, so, I so you can't talk shit about no, it. No, no, I'm not talking shit about Disney world. It's just this, it's just this pressure that we all feel to have our families go through these experiences as if that is sort of, you know, the path towards a joyous life. Right. And uh, I, I mean, I'm really not judging because I want to do those things, too. I'm really looking forward to Disney World and like the Star Wars thing in particular. Um, we had a colleague who did that recently, Oliver, and it looks a fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, talk about an experience like that's fucking awesome. So I, I don't know. I guess I'm just trying to I'm trying to cut ourselves some slack as parents. You know, I think. It's worth planning stuff out, obviously. Uh, we don't want to all just fucking sit on the couch and do nothing all day and have kids who do that. <laughs> but I also think, like, you know, being open to the possibility and maybe putting yourself in an environment where um, those experiences kind of just evolve and happen organically, it sounds to me like, you know, something worth doing. You know, I'm, I'm about to break one of my cardinal rules based on something you said, yeah, which is that uh, there are two types of people in the world. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> both of them, both of them sit on the couch like vegetables because that's just part of the human experience. Yeah, so, sure. so that's, so that's separate. There, but there's two types of people who sit on the couch all day. Okay. In my, in my opinion, which is expert, um, clearly I, the first kind of person is an over planner. Yeah. And the second kind of person is somebody who's just sort of indolent and lazy and doesn't <laughs> want to do stuff, right? So to me, like the the first category, though, is is an important one because it's really easy to fall into the trap where in the absence of plans, you don't do anything. Yes. Right? The second category is just like, just like get some exercise and get up and, and like move and you'll, you'll be okay. <laughs> but I think the, fir- the, first, the first category is important to watch for because if you're the sort of person, as I sometimes am, who really thrives a lot of making a lot of plans of things to do and, you know, has like a pretty busy schedule and is excited to like take the kids on this journey and, you know, their family. Um, and then if, if they're, if you're like, I'm going to take a, a rest day, you know, in yeah. there. and if that rest day ends up just like, you're just watching TV the whole time, right. Then that's probably hinting at the fact that a, you're overexerting yourself the rest of the week, yeah. but B, you're probably not as open to spontaneity as you might 
want to be, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the time when I have those kind of recovery days, which are which are useful, I'm not saying I, I never want to have course, a day where I just sort of, of like stay home and don't do very much, but I find myself wanting to go do something else and getting this kind of inbuilt anger a little bit, this kind mm. of like friction that starts popping up because I'm not like doing stuff. And I think that that feeling comes from this idea that like I have to always have the next thing that I'm about to do, that I always have to be like yes. ready to go do the next thing. The next thing. And um, sometimes I think the idea is to embrace the fact that you don't know what the next thing always is. Yeah. And that that's not a moment for like stasis. It's a moment for exploration. Yes. Right? So taking an atypical choice, like if you have like one of those quote unquote recovery days and you want to kind of just chill, like don't have the TV on, you know, Mm -hmm. and like maybe, you know, bring books and board games out or something or materials to build with and try to like and and make and make it just different. Like it's a different kind of a relaxation day and you can do whatever you want with it. But there's some framework in place that will help you to like not just sort of be incapacitated by how tired you are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I really feel like that's important is being is being open to uncertainty about what's happening next and and kind of, kind of enjoying that right mm-hmm. yeah i like that i do and i think especially for me a lesson there too that i've been very aware of lately is my obsession with that next thing mm. you know in other words and this is a day-to-day thing too not just like sort of a, a big plans it's even just like planning what i'm gonna do when the kids go to bed you know what we're going to watch or read or do, you know, just as a the the small amount of time that Bethany and I usually have to like kind of so-called relax a little bit. And I, I caught myself in one of these moments the other night where, you know, I was frustrated. I was trying to get the kids to bed and Luke, you know, we've talked about this, like his routine now takes longer and he's like often just asking for more, right? He mm-hmm. like wants us to go in again and rub his back or whispering about dinosaurs, whisper about dinosaurs or whatever. He's got to do his uh, water pick. <laughs> his bed, water pick. You know? Exactly. And I had this moment where I, I could see I was getting frustrated in it because here again, it was this thing about my expectations, right? What I wanted in that moment is to like kind of be done with the kids mm-hmm. and then go on to the next thing, right? Which was maybe to watch something or whatever. And I literally in that moment caught myself and I was like, my son right now is asking me to like cuddle with him for a little longer, okay? Is it truly the case that I'm going to I'm going to sort of find it more meaningful, more joyous to watch that show tonight, right, and get him to bed? Or is it just this, like, obsession with the next thing? Right. It's and a I, friction because you had a plan, and that plan was being subverted a little that's bit. That's exactly right. And yeah. as someone who does often, you know, I, we make plans. Like, I try to be pretty relaxed about it, but I do often make plans and look forward to the the next thing, whatever that is. And I just found it dominating my, you know, it overtook the present, as we've talked about often as well. And I thought about it for a minute. And I'm like, man, you know, this these moments of like sitting and cuddling with Luke for a little longer. This is why I fucking became a parent. <laughs> right. You didn't become a parent to get the kids down early so you could watch a right. show. Right. And I mean, you know, it's again, it's not a judgment thing. There's obviously times where you do want to just get them to bed and do something else or whatever and enjoy that. That's fine. But at the same time, I'm like, am I really going to just do this every night? Am I going to just go through the whole thing? And then in a few years, be like, man, I wish I had more time when he was that young. Because you still have television, you know? Like, you'll still be able to do that. I'm not going to remember what I watched or whatever. You know, I mean, granted, Chernobyl was awesome. I enjoyed it. (laughs) It is is great. I mean, the moment, the event was horrible. But the the miniseries... To be clear. Oh, man. Because I had another moment the next day or something where, do you ever just look at them? And literally, it's like painful. Like, how fucking cute. And and just how much you love them. Yeah, like look at this. Look at this picture. This was this was us on the train. Oh, hang on. <laughs> this 
That's going to be great audio. Yeah, wonderful audio. I'll, sh- I'll show you afterwards. But yeah, I took a picture of them on the train when we were coming back from <sighs> the city the other day, and they were holding each other. Like, like oh Henry, instead of fighting, you know, the f- they were fighting right before this and right after it. Yeah. Fighting like they do, which is like, in a, and they like love each other and they're oh, having yeah. fun, but it's just like being destructive. Oh, but best. in that moment of stasis, like they were just sort of embracing and looking yes. out the window together. And they were talking about things that were outside, and I got this like black and white picture of them on my mm. phone. And uh, yeah, those, those moments, moments that just like really get to you. Right. And I just, you know, with Luke in particular, he's just at this age now where he's just like, you know, it's a coming of age, <laughs> you know. And coming, it, <laughs> is he becoming a young man? <laughs> yeah, young man. I mean, the, it's the like. The catcher in the rye. From the, it's like, you know, this prime or peak toddler into like little boy kind of thing, you know, where he's just so talkative and everything he does just cracks us up, right? And so I just sit there sometimes and I just watch him like eating or something and it's fucking hilarious. I just. It's so cute, and it's so uh, it's painful to watch him because oh I just love him so much. It's the much. hands for me. The hands are what always make me feel that pain. Yeah, they're so cute. They're, and and Jude really still kind of has like oh, kid hands, although yeah. not so much because he's like you know a kid. Yeah, but he still sometimes I see like a little bit of pudginess on his hands. Yeah, and I'm like reminded, and I look at Henry, <laughs> whose hands are still little like meatballs, you know. And I'm just like, man, I I will miss I will miss those, even though like I I will embrace the next chapters of our kids' lives. Like there's a part of me that will that will always miss the fact that like that they had these little meatball hands for yeah. a while, which is also a euphemism for it taking does, a shit. Sorry, Heather. Certainly is. Um, and and it's also not to say that if you have plans and they're not being met, there's something wrong with feeling the tension of that. Of right? course, of course. But what the tension should do, in my opinion, is lead you to that very important judgment call zone where you where you're actually thinking clearly about what's going on, and you're like, is it worth stressing about this or not? Yeah. Because if it's not, just live a more agile life and enjoy what's happening, and don't think about it. If it is, though, then like then you know that your plan actually is more important in that moment. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time, what I find myself doing and having to stop is I get into this pattern where I assume that the plan, the way that I had set it up hours ago or whatever, is like still what I need to be doing at that point mm. in time. And a lot of the time, it's not. Mm. A lot of the time, things have evolved. And I'm in a yes. new situation, and I should lighten the fuck up because I will not have fun if I'm just dwelling on this. Oh you know? man, you're spot on. I think it totally goes back to the fear of missing out thing, where it's almost yeah. as if in your mind there's an alternate sort of reality that would have happened where you just had this amazing day and you were doing all these wonderful things, and the reality is it didn't. That mm-hmm. doesn't exist. <laughs> you know, and like it's what we do with the time that we do have in the present, wherever we're at. That's what matters, you know? And I mean, for me, it's just sort of like that jolt back into the moment. Um, And in particular, you know, these quiet moments with kids where you might not be doing much or maybe the day isn't going as expected. But, you know, how fucking fortunate are we that we have like this healthy family and really nothing, you know, horrible happening in our lives um, as individuals in a world where that is happening, (laughs) you know? Um, It's just, yeah, it just feels... I feel fortunate to be a dad and to just like pause and have those moments where, you know, I think back to where we were nine years ago and how we were kind of looking forward to this stage in our lives. And now we're there. And like, let's be there, you know? Be there. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, all right. Let's go take a dump. All right. I'll see you later. Bye, Heather. Bye. I hope you don't mind me taking a shit. Bye.